the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Better believe it. Good morning, everyone. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. A couple minutes after 10. Weather's beautiful. 62 the high today. 67 on Sunday. Monday, it is 62 degrees. 303-696-1971. In an hour, uh, the two or three Palestinian folks return to the studio. And what is interesting to me is why people are so upset that these folks are on the show. And it began when they were here. Lou, when were they here? A couple of weeks ago, three, four weeks ago. They, they four, four weeks ago, Lou says. They did the radio show. Well, the place blows up. And had some great conversations off air about what talk radio is supposed to do. And back in the salad days, we would do things like this all the time. And um, now it's turned into what it's turned into. History will tell us how the Israeli-Hamas war will end. I'm watching President Biden shift his stance on Israel. We're talking about you know history itself and sort of now what? Uh, any and all of those things. And it's open lines as well, so catch as catch can. Hey, Jack. You're on a radio show. Good morning. Thank you for waiting. Yeah, good morning, Pete. I'm driving, so the thing might drop. But when you talked about the Christianity and bloodshed, I don't know if a lot of people realize that Christianity was advanced greatly under bloodshed. Because when you had the Byzantine general, Blasarius, who was beating up the Visigoths and the Vandals and, and winning all the battles with them, they... Uh, Would you, can, you get off, can you get off a speakerphone and put that next to your... Can you pull, I mean, because that sounds like I'm getting an, an echo and it, you're not real clear. So can you pull it, can you take your phone, click it so I, I can, yeah. I can take it off speaker, but I won't hear you when I do it. The phone only works on speaker. All right. Because you're not coming through. Give me a second. 62, the high today. Stress. Is it working now? Bingo. You know me. Yeah, but I can't hear you. <laughs> Can you put it on speaker for you? Hit the little speaker button. Hey, Pete. Yo. Go. All right. It's on. You know, Jack, you, you, sound, you, you sound great right now. Clean as a bell. Go. Clean as a whistle. Go. You want to try and call back? Right. You want to, you want hey, Jack, you sound, you sound great right now. Now it's in delay. <laughs> That's delay. Hey, Jack, why don't you call Find a place and call back, because I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, we'll yeah, we're, all right, all right, it's gone. All right. 303-696-1971. Good morning, everyone. Try it one more time. Um, it, it is like this piece of the puzzle. And when I was coming in, and uh, John now does the opening of the show, does the first two hours, and he was on this theme about chaos, and he was he was saying that people that support Donald Trump want chaos, and they're out of chaos comes right. Um, history hates a vacuum, and it won't allow for a vacuum. And things something will fill it up. And he was mentioning 
the, the chaos. And I said, you know, he mentioned the French Revolution. But out of the French Revolution comes what? Well, it comes Napoleon. Out of chaos, the chaos of post the Romanovs, the chaos of the Weimar Republic, the chaos of Mussolini, the chaos of so many things. One of the beauties of the history of our country is it wasn't chaotic. Uh, the American Civil War got cha- a, a, a chaos, but there was a war aim. Mr. Lincoln had a war aim to how this was going to end. Netanyahu, uh, I've been reading for the last couple of days, and has released a plan for post-war Gaza that signals his, tells his allies that he's def- he's defying, and, you know, that's, again, his or your call, uh, the foreign pressure to allow Palestinian state. But he's got room in here to maneuver, and his plan is for Gaza um, well, th- by the way, the the Bidens, of course, have reversed the Trump policies on Israeli settlements, and the U.N. human rights experts are urging this to stop and the exportation of arms, which won't stop. Israel would retain military control of Gaza. What's that going to lead to? Uh, the international now, the, uh, the pro uh, Palestinian movement has really risen in this country. And I mentioned my friend Jim Emery, who is very much in connection or contact with all of this. And how much money, Jim is telling me, how much money is flowing into the coffers of Hamas in large and small, uh, and from the Arab world, I'm, it's very significant, but from other places. So, has the has the world turned against the state of Israel, or you, could you make this? You can make the case that since the since the creation of the state, so with Israel's war on Gaza, at which was begun by the attack in October by Hamas, there's no end to the war. Netanyahu's great line: I read this night before last. There's no end to the war without victory. Okay, so how do you know what victory looks like? Not there. Not there you do. What would it look like? And it's one of the things when, we, when the Palestinian folks get here, or your call is 303-696-1971. All right, ski season is in full swing. I was at Larson's yesterday. Now, I have always had one of those things with skiing with glasses. And when you get the snowy days, and what do you do, what do you don't do? Well, I had gotten these... Um, I guess they're lenses, contact lens. They're not contact lenses. They're just a set of lenses from Alan Stack a couple of years ago. And I've never had the right goggles. And so I'm at Larson's, and I get finally get a really good pair of ski goggles, and I, I put them in side the item. Well, you know, the people know what they're doing. Put those goggles, put those goggles, put those lenses in the goggles. So Gary DeFrange and I skied Thursday. And it was one of those days where, you, you know, if you ski, you know what flat light means, and you lose the horizon, and it snowed about, I don't know, three inches, three and a half inches. It was choppy. It was cold. But the goggles were so cool. I could see. You're talking about dead legs. Oof, I burned them off. And going back, uh, Patrice and I are going to go ski. And uh, 
It's just I go to Larson's, and it's just the best. I mean, it really is. Larson's Ski and Sport will get all your new gear. And a lot of people don't go skiing until the weather turns, you know, starts towards spring. <laughs> you couldn't have proven that to me on Thursday. It'd beat an old guy up. If you're a renter, try snowboarding. Yeah, why I say this? Because they print it here. But bring your skis back, and they'll hand you a board. Oh, so I want to see you do that. Uh, my son is one of the few people I know that can snowboard and ski, it, but very few. And it's because, I don't know, the guys at Larson will take the time to get to know you and your family and match up with all the right brands so you can enjoy your time on the hill. Larson's so convenient, you can stop on the way up the hill or on the way home. The big wooden building. So you're westbound on I-70, and you get off on Kipling, uh, come down to bottom Morant, make a left, go under the tunnel, come out the other side, head south. Look to your right, to the west, see the Crab Shack. Next to it, the big wooden box store, Larson's. And if you're running for your kids, somebody's coming into town, do it there. Remember, for your kids and grandkids, rent, because next year their feet are going to be bigger. John, Jack, everybody at Larson's, absolute experts at everything you need for winter sports. Stop in today, John Marriott and company, and tell them I sent you. They were and The setup I got, man, was like... I was it was like uh really, really snowing in in the past whatever amount of years. That would have you know, like I don't know what to do for eyewear. I am I'm so ready. It looks so cool. So Larson Ski and Sports out of I seventy on Kipling, seven days a week, three oh three four two three oh six five four, three oh three four two three oh six five four or L A R S O N Larsonsport dot com. A lot of stuff coming in. Uh let me see. All right. How can these Trump supporters think that it was okay for him or any president to have legitimate reason to get all CIA info? I don't follow that up. Let me see. Uh, Before he had said, this is an older text, this just came in. How can these Trump supporters think it was okay for him or any president to have legitimate reason to get all CIA agents Info. Follow up with that because I don't know what that meant. Um, let me see. Are your guests Palestinian Americans? Do they take the Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God? Who's their first allegiance to? Do they believe Sharia law is superior? I certainly will ask them that. Uh, or you can call and ask them that. You know, and, you know, and taking the, the pledge... Um, can there be an end to the Israeli-Hamas war? By the way, for the first time since we sat down, lines are wide open. If you were getting a busy signal, you can pick up the phone and call now. You can join the show. And and again, why do you think people are so upset? And they are that these people come in. And I want to come back to that. Um, when I got phone calls, the last time they were here, and there was this campaign to call sponsors and everything, and sponsors get weird, and you know. And I say it just proves to you people are listening to the show, but people, you know, and they don't identify, and they just want to. I don't know, but I mean, it's legit that people can. That's that terrible thing we call the First Amendment. You know, it's like that people prefer you not have, I guess. But 
I know from now talking to these people that they're not welcome anywhere. No media outlets, and they told me the names of them, and that's not fair dinkum, I think, but just refused to return their calls or talk to them or give them a voice. What do you think? I don't know what people are afraid of. Just let it rock and roll. All right, load them up. 303-696-1971. Lines are wide open, and it's really interesting. They they shouldn't be, but tons of text messaging. All right, tell you about David Ellis. Cherry Creek, you heard me talk about David, taking your valuables to David Ellis Jewelers to get a fortune in cash and secure an appraisal from David for all the valuables, valuables you have tucked away in your home. It is still true. I share the other reasons to see David. David's my guy in case you... Don't have a Rolex or rare coins or a silver tea set. Most, most, again, most people with David, the most meaningful gift-giving occasions. Uh, David Ellis Jewelers, just the right items, just the right things. If you don't have an antique watch or an emerald pennant or a gold necklace or a diamond ring, this trusted jeweler has been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades, dazzling these cases, the jewelry cases, and everything that goes with it. Uh, are filled with hundreds of new and used pieces for your loved ones to treasure. Visit David Ellis Jewelers and see for yourself. Look for the the black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Park and walk in. David's there six days a week. Explore davidellisjewelry.com or call my friend David, 303-322-8779, easy number, 322-8779. And tell him I sent you, David Ellis, Cherry Creek. I um, somebody was asking me about what I said about the Belgian Congo. Well, um, during the time of great imperialism, great great colonialism, uh, when Europe was, and you know, and to a degree, the United States of America is taking over a lot of the world. Well, the Belgians go to the Congo under a king by the name of Leopold who's just a horrible human being. But anyhow, uh, they finally get rid of the Belgians, and there's a guy that arrives by the name of Patrice Lamont, but he actually been a postal worker. And he forms a party, and he's going to be in power, and the American CIA has him overthrown. The army kills him. You know, so it's all, it's all done well. So the guy's name was Patrice Lamumba. All right, we start with Jerry. We have one line open. Jerry, you're on a radio show, man. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I only have one question, and then I'll get off. And that is... Don't don't get uh, off. Stay in trade. Let's talk. Well, okay. I have one question, and that is, uh, why do a lot of people just don't want to hear what they don't... the way they think? It doesn't matter the subject. You know, whether it's sports or religion or whatever, they they completely turn off if it's not the way they think. Number one, and I can only speak for talk radio, talk radio has become an echo chamber. And it's, you know, I've called it the angry white guy. And there's been enormous drops in ratings. And it's angry white guy radio. And the reaction, and I think the first part of your question is, why are people so upset? Well, I mean, and with everything that goes on, the Palestinians were here for two hours four weeks ago. And believe me when I tell you, the reaction to it was 
But it reminded me of of the, quote, old days when that kind of stuff would happen all the time. We were, I prided myself on that. Like, give somebody, it doesn't, you know, not that the other people were right or wrong, but just the opposite opposite view. Does does that follow? Yeah, I'm happy that you're having them on. But even in my private life, if I talk about a certain subject to a certain person, they don't want to hear it. You've learned that, have you? <laughs> oh sure, oh yeah. sure. I mean, I've learned to. If I'm, if you're not in the studio, you know, bite your tongue. And I think that's the problem: is people aren't willing to listen to anything but what they think. Well, where do you think that comes from? Well, I don't know. I, I, I just, uh, it's just uh, amplified with everything that's gone on in the last uh, twenty, twenty years here. Mm-hmm. You know, we used to have we used to have uh, coffee breaks at work, and we'd solve all the world problems. You know, well, there were all and then those... the company the company came in and said, "No more coffee breaks at work. Uh, you have them at your desk." Yeah, no, I'm, so, I mean, remember so, remember so the, that, remember the stories about you know Thanksgiving people eating in separate rooms and right, know, right, and right, sure. right. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, but it's. I, I, and like I said, when the, these people, when they told me they have, quote, shop, use their word, not their word, my word, they have shopped their story, they want to get their opinion out locally, they just get turned back. And I'm well, not. I want to hear, hear what they have to say yeah, because sure. I don't know what they're thinking. Well, hang on. <laughs> you know? All right, hang on. Thanks, brother. Talk. Okay, All thanks. Right, Bye. All right. Bye. Interesting call. We go to Mike. Hey, Mike, you're on a radio show. Lines are open, 303-696-1971. Mike, you're up. Thank you, Peter. Good morning. Morning. Uh, trying, to catch, trying to catch my breath off of my elliptical machine here. So um, anyway, I, I'm really trying to learn a lot more about this issue, and you're certainly the guy that can teach me. So here's what I understand in terms of recent, and by recent I mean 70, 74, the 70, was the 76 war or the 74 war where the uh, uh, where the uh, Egyptian countries, the Muslim mm-hmm. countries, all attacked Israel. No, and that uh, was and, that was forty seven and forty eight. Okay. At the, so, are you talking about I, the creation of the state? No, I'm actually talking about uh, the war that the, the, actually the one of the the first war where all of the um, Muslim countries got together and attacked Israel, and it was now, like seven day war or ten day yeah. war or something. At the yeah. That, well, that the original attacks came. In the late '40s, when the uh, when the state was proclaimed, and that's when the Palestinians, the estimated number, some 200,000 Palestinians, flee or are driven out um, by, you know, this, this by they're they're told many of the Middle Eastern countries, Jordan and others, they said, hey, you know, just leave for a while, when you come back after we kick their ass well surprise that didn't happen well that's that's what i'm talking about Uh, that's what that's 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 47 okay i'm trying to figure out who the palestinian people are and it was my understanding that these were arabs that left israel uh on this promise that uh we're going to kick their butt and Mm -hmm. then you can come back that's it and then they lost and now the palestinians have or these arabs uh Middle East people, Muslims have returned to Israel and have become the Palestinian well, state. Is but again, right? and again, when they 
when they and many of them then get driven out. So I mean, it's such a it's such a um, a, a no win. But when they're 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 Palestinians, they're who, they are who they are, and it's always interesting as a reader that these people can't say who they are, and yet um, a Jewish kid who's has no connection to the Middle East, his grandfather was born, or great grandfather was born in Poland. He is raised in New York, and he goes under the right to return. He goes to Israel, and he becomes an Israeli. But this Palestinian guy who's been there for hundreds of years, he's, he's not allowed to name himself. And, I mean, the, there, this, this is a cultural conflict then as well, too. It isn't just – and I don't have any answers. I'm just a reader. And the book I'm reading right now is entitled Disengagement. And it's, the subtitle is Israel and Palestine Entity. And the guy's name is Daniel. His last name is S-C-H-U-E-F-T-A-N. Uh-huh. And he talks about the need for separation. <clears throat> and But, I mean, when, when people start proclaiming things um, and claiming things, I'm lost. I, I, don't know where, I don't know where we go with that, Mike. I think the Palestinians can name themselves whatever they want to name themselves. Yeah. They're not Jewish. They're not Israeli. No, that's, but that's they're Semites. But they're Semites. Remember that. Okay. All right. That's fine. But the, que- the question becomes, <clears throat> how are we going to impose a peace between two warring uh, peoples in, in, in that area called Israel? How are we going to do that? And my answer is, unlike the caller you had a few few calls ago mm-hmm. who said, I think we need to get out of there. What would happen if the United States was completely out of Israel? How long do you think that country would last? I think they'd last. I really do. I mean, those are, so, those are some, t- <laughs> some tough fill-in-the-blanks. I mean, you ever, well, been, you ever been there? You ever been to Israel? I have. Yeah, then yes, you know. I have. Yeah. Yeah, but where are they going to get the the, the ammunition, the arms? Oh, they are. Listen, um, the arms dealers are sell. Believe me, the I mean, the arms dealers are like drug dealers. They have no alliance or any allegiances. And the, the United States, we're we're a major exporter of of military hardware. I know that falls under the under the text message. You hate this country, which I don't. But truth is the truth. Um, well, I. I I, under, I understand that, and I just guess in my, in my mind of minds that I'm not convinced that the state of Israel would last very long without the support of this Well, that, so, that may be. Listen, I, I, that, that very well may be, but the Israelis, do not kid yourself. That's a, that's a first world military. And, well, it, and it needs to be, doesn't it? Oh, I'm not arguing it's against any. Located. See, everything I say, you go the other way on me. I'm not arguing against that, but... No, I got it. So Net, Netanyahu is because they're at wars must have aims. Historians will tell you, uh, like Southeast Asia, Vietnam had no war aim. Uh, George Bush had no or war aim for Afghanistan. He had less of a war aim for Iraq. Uh, we go over again and again and again where there are war aims. Mr. Lincoln had a war aim. Mr. Roosevelt had a war aim. Now Netanyahu, I've read his war aims. And he is pushing for military control over Gaza. And he released his plan for a post-war Gaza that says he is 
denying or uh, he is being defiant to all this foreign pressure and you may do with that as you will but they want, they he doesn't want he's not going to allow for a Palestinian state but he will stay until they kill everybody in Hamas well we know what history says history says that will lie dormant for a generation boom and they will be back again how do you handle that what do you do with that Mike well clearly clearly I think that is a problem that I need to grapple with but when you say a war aim we had a war aim in World War II that's right I said Mr. I said Mr. Roosevelt I said Mr. Roosevelt had a war aim yeah Japanese when was the last time we had such an aim? Korea, we didn't have a war no, aim. No, we did not. We didn't have one in Vietnam. No. Nope. We haven't had one in any of these other skirmishes. No. Nope. They're not skirmishes. What I hear saying is, our war aim is to defeat our enemy. Okay. Is he going to be able to do it? See, I don't know. As most people now write and say, especially after the Bush-Cheney bunch, that if you can't go... Uh, behind company head, headquarters and stand on the PT platform and in under a minute tell those young GIs what they're going to do. If you can't do that, you can't go. And well, I, uh, I, I don't disagree with that. I, I, I have stood at the bottom of Punta Hawk mm-hmm. uh, in Normandy, yep. and, and those boys were told to go up that mountain mm-hmm, yeah. and get those Germans. They're going right. to kill them, right? And we're, they're shooting down on them. Now, you tell me what kind of guts that takes. Oh, and Look. what kind of take is in that take? So let me let me finish by saying this, Pete. The Palestinian I enjoyed the conversation a few weeks ago. I enjoyed listening to these young people. Here's what I was most disturbed about. They want the destruction of Israel. Now they'll say these Israelis, meaning that there may be some different Israelis at some point in time. But that that's what they want. And I I just not I don't go with that. No. And therein lies the problem because Netanyahu said, and this, they want military control over Gaza. They want to occupy Gaza for, he doesn't put a date on it. That's the United States talking about going to Baghdad. Or, yeah. uh, I mean, I look at this stuff. I'm, I'm a reader, man. I mean, I, like, when they finally walked away from this, because everybody goes home, but there is no place to go home to. You know, we, the Afghans knew every. they don't have to win, just not lose. And Hamas doesn't have to win. It just doesn't have to, not, not to lose. Netanyahu said they're going to lose. But there's no evidence historically that this would happen. I, I mean, I love your calls. This morning, your calls have been absolutely brilliant. It, it makes me work harder as an honor dude. But um, no, no, please. But history tells us, huh? History tells us about the Israel, if you want to call it the Israeli-Hamas war. And it won't end. It can't end. It doesn't end. And that's and that's what I love about what you just said. Well, thank you, Pete. I, I enjoy your show because I think it's educational. And uh, no matter how much I disagree with you, which I do a lot, it's okay. I want to hear the other side. It's perfect. I, and that's, but that, I need to be educated on that, and I'll fight to the death to make sure that happens. Well, but, but this, remember what you just said is what this business should be about. I, I mean, you, I can find a whole bunch of people that will tell you what you want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, yeah. 
Me too, the few friends I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is a friend-losing, friend-gaining period of, of American culture and history. I mean, exactly. I mean, the people that, friends that you lose and friends that you, you, you get. And I was, t- I was talking, I was, it's, like, uh, it's like alcoholism. Before I got sober, everybody I knew got high. Everybody. I've been sober now for a pretty long time. I don't know anybody. <laughs> that gets gets screwed up. I mean, it's like, and I think that's the kind of stuff you're talking about. I'm, I mean, they told stories about the people that were pro Donald Trump eating Thanksgiving dinner in the other room, or not even <laughs> not not being invited. Don't don't invite them. They they support Trump or they don't. I'm, I'm one of I'm I'm one of those no, people. I'm, I did have to eat in the other room. Did you? Oh, <laughs> did you yeah. know? I mean, I I've had friends of mine tell me that or. Put things off limits. If you're going to come for dinner, these are things you can't talk. No, do you go through that stuff? Oh, I, I, I hear you. I've, I've been there. I've been there. I had anyway, a moment. Thanks for the oh, time. Thank you too, man. 303-696-1971. You want to bring, uh, talk about H-Bot? Want to do that? Are we time to do this? You're, you're in charge. Uh, no, we're, well, we're too early. That's right. I keep forgetting we're the, we're the 930 people. Um, 303-696-1971. Danny Kaplis. I mean, I got to go back to that, but you talk about the man and our family went through some stuff. And I mean, the only person I knew to call was Dan, and and he came like the wind, and he just did all these remarkable things. And he's my friend. Dan's my true friend, but he's the only attorney here in Colorado history to win five straight multi-million-dollar jury verdicts in motor vehicle crash cases. Won the largest truck crash jury verdict in Colorado history. But beyond that, it's like he, he takes this stuff personal. As a firm where good people from all walks of life without regard to ability to pay receive the level of legal representation that the rich and powerful enjoy. Capitalist law. The talk is cheap. Experience counts. Results matter. The firm would be happy to share with you its track record of outstanding jury verdicts and out-of-court settlements. Bingo. Dan believes that who you hire speaks about you and everybody involved in the case. They suggest you choose a firm, a law firm, that shares your values. The firm believes in its core values have been the foundation of historic success, faith and integrity and hard work and dedication. If you need Dan's help, call him at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or caplislaw.com, C-A-P-L-I-S-Law.com. Now, 303-696-1971. As I mentioned, the Palestinians are coming back. And it was after they were here last time, it was like, you know, we, we, we ran over somebody's dog in the driveway. I mean, it's like, what is it that, I mean, radios have an interesting device that's called you turn it off. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm trying to write this stuff. One time, I don't know, a thousand years ago, uh, you remember when, I, what were those numbers, 900, where you could call up and talk dirty to people? Remember? It was like, I don't know, it was before YouTube or the Internet or whatever. So I had these two women in studio, and they were like the talk dirty ladies. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, you'd have seen them. And I was like, and so I got a letter. This was back when we got letters. And I got a letter. And this letter was addressed to the management of the radio station. And it said, 
That was the worst one hour of radio I'd ever listened to. And I'm, you know, I'm a young, not a young guy, but I'm, you know, making my bones in the business. And I thought, you listened to that for an hour? And then you pitched a bitch. (laughs) And so you tell me, but this is what we're supposed to do. You get it? This is what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to be whatever the hell this thing's turned into. Can there be an end to the Israeli-Hamas war? And why do you think people are so upset that the Palestinians are on the air? What is it we're missing? And 303-696-1971, we'll let that go and come back right after this. Morning, everybody. It's a Saturday. I'm Peter Boyle. 62 will be the high. 67 Sunday. Monday, 62 degrees. 303-696-1971. We go to David. Hey, David, good morning. You're on a radio show, and thank you. Thank you. Uh, I look at things, you know, we had MAGA, and now we're going to have Mama, Mama, you know, make America migrant America. All right. And? You know, I I look at California wanting all the residents to move out so they can make room for migrants. New York is doing the same. I hope Colorado doesn't go that way. Do you drive? And have you had people at the intersections come at you with the with the uh, window washing routine? I haven't uh, seen that game for a long, long time. But almost everywhere you stop now on a main drag in Denver comes the illegals, and that's what they are or who they are. And one guy's got a spray bottle, one guy's got a squeegee, and then you got a little kid selling flowers, and they come out in the middle of the intersection, and I think it's dangerous as hell. But what you're talking about is they the, the border will not, you know, I mean, when I read that Joe Biden is contemplating, that's, I don't think Joe Biden can contemplate, number one, but number two, look what's happened. I look at Joe Biden. I look at Joe Biden, and I just see uh, Mr. Magoo. Well, he, he, yeah. he has to be led somewhere. Yeah, so that's Mr. Magoo all over well, again. I, he, I read on Drudge yesterday that he said the secret to his marriage is great sex. I said, "Go get him, Joe." You know, did you see that one? He said, he said <laughs> "No, I did." Yeah, it was on Drudge. That was on Drudge. You know, and I'm he's. I still, I no, I still believe that big deal. What I believe, but he's got to get himself out of this. He can't go for re-election. He's he's down to about I think about a thirty-eight percent approval, and that's I mean that's that's way low. And I saw that I saw Nancy Pelosi holding his hands, walking him down uh-huh. that. I thought that was hilarious. He's got to have Nancy Pelosi beating well, him. You yeah, know? they. They. I mean, I. You know, they. They ditch him out on the weekend. They. You know, he. There. When's the last time, if ever, he had a state dinner where they, you know they wear the white tie and they dance with the princess or something? I mean, it's all. Um, it's all gone. The the tra- the, the the president would be a weekend state dinner or those kinds of things and. And he, they have none of those things. I agree with you. 
Anyway, uh, I just thought I'd say, you know, we don't want to have a mama country. Well, it's it, have a MAGA country. Yeah, it's 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 almost worse than that. It's um, we the choices. I wrote a column called "The Lady or the Tiger," and it's in the Chronicle. It's up. You can go to seven ten K and US our website. Click on shows. Click on me and read it, or it's on the Chronicle. But there's right now. I, I remember. I remember that book. There was a, yeah, it was a short story. It wasn't a book. It was a short yeah. story. But yeah, yeah. But I remember that. Yeah, you sure. Know? No, there's no good choice. <laughs> yep. I either either way. Would, you, yeah, I would take the door. Yeah, and she's pointing to the right door, but she is in love with him, and but if he opens that door and the woman's there, she'll never get him. If she, if he opens the door and there's the tiger, he's dead. Either way, right. either way, you lose. And right now. I see the presidential race in this country as the lady or the tiger. Who are you going to get? I agree with you 100%. Anyway, you have a nice weekend. You too, and, sir. Uh, God, God bless you. Thank and, you, David. Uh, if, if, uh, but I do believe in God, so I okay. say God bless you. That's fair enough. Thank you, sir. 303-696-1971. Hey, Pete. The off knob had a friend once tell me Sandy Clough is an idiot, <laughs> but I listen to him all the time. <laughs> Thanks for the show. No, Sandy is far from an idiot. Uh, to the wall. I remember in the eighties when Peter had a guest on went by the name Nasty. That might have been Uncle Nasty. If you remember Uncle Nasty, that might have been Uncle Nasty. Um, three oh, let's just do this. Three oh three six nine six nineteen seventy one. This this city and what we're watching, and it's away from the principal topic, but uh, the caller is absolutely right. I mean, have you the window washers and all this? This mayor is frightening. And when you thought that the last mayor was maybe the worst mayor on record, he can't carry this guy's jock out on the field to play. Um, this current mayor is going to drain this city when they're taking furloughs. When now there's some talk about making these people into police officers. And uh, yesterday I spoke with an old retired, actually he was a chief of Denver Police. We spoke, and there's a rumor there's going to be an introduction that you know that some of these people who are here illegally they'll they'll badge them up. And how the hell do you do that? How do you background check? And how many people do you think the cartels would send to put a badge on? And everything that goes with it, interpreters in classrooms, what that does to U.S. kids. And it's just craziness. And yet, I, I tell you this about this mayor. He's running for office. He's not, I mean, what he's doing here is, I have no idea. Every time there's a some place to rent or something, he rents it and they load it up. And these people destroy them inside. There's, that's not a secret. And... But he wants to be the next step. That there's going to be an opening in the governor's office because Jared Polis is term limited, and I believe that Polis will probably take a run for president. If you take a look at what Joe Biden is about to do or not do, and there'll be a, there'll be a there'll be a there'll be a dash for what happens next. Having said all of that. Um, it doesn't matter. And when I don't know if you've seen the windshield washer gimmick or the, and they just walk up, 
And um, first time, first time I ever saw this was in New York a thousand years ago, and I'm, I'm there doing a TV gig and during the Ramses, and that's another topic this morning too. The <laughs> sixty minutes Australia, what a load, John and Patsy. Remember this always, and we, we're close to a pause. The grand jury wanted to indict John and Patsy Ramsey for the murder of their daughter. The grand jury, remember there was a leak that got out. The grand jury wanted to indict them for the murder of JonBenet Ramsey. Anything that's coming out of, the, out of Channel 9 or out of Netflix or out of 60 Minutes Australia or any some idiot that has a microphone in front of them. Remember this. It's like, remember, the Japanese struck Pearl Harbor. <laughs> remember this. John and Patsy Ramsey, the grand jury wanted to indict them. Alex Hunter, the sitting district attorney, said no. The grand jury wanted to indict John and Patsy for the murder of Jean Benet. They wanted to. That was their axe. Let's do this. And then they said no. Why Hunter said no, we'll never know why. But Alex Hunter, the district attorney, said no. The evidence was clear. And now we're all this nonsense. Frankly, there's Netflixes in town uh, up in Boulder, and they're, they're doing this, the innocence of the Ramses or something. But Alan Pendergast, who I think is the well, – actually, we should get him on the radio show next Saturday. Let's get Alan on. Alan Pendergast, who is without a doubt the expert in my mind, and I, I think I know a lot about that case – Pendergast is. Oh, Pendergast told them no, and I, I, I'm not interested in being part of your lie. Other other people apparently are. One of them is Paula Woodward. You were shocked at that, or Michael Tracy, who was grooming John Mark Carr, the lady man in Thailand. They're in, they're in, they're on Netflix. All right, you can't you can't can't make this up. 62, the high, 67, Sunday, Monday, 62 degrees. Our guests are here. Um, let's see what happens next. 303-696-1971. All right, good morning, everybody. It's a Saturday, 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Our guests are here. They'll join us on the other side. I think you will be interested to see who is here in our studio this morning. 710 KNUS Weather Center weather with Peter Boyle. 62 will be the high. 67 motorcycle weather. Monday, ski weather, 62, and 40 on Tuesday. Rain comes back. 303-696-1971. Uh, it's been an interesting morning. Again, calls are brilliant. I mean, I, I was telling somebody about what this Saturday show has turned into, and it has turned into, I think, a, 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 just an outstanding uh, smart people calling the radio show and talking, and I, I'm just so impressed with, and people think they're, their calls out. That was the other part that I was telling someone. Who was I talking to about what has happened with the Saturday show? And it has turned itself into this really, really, I think, very great exchange of, of ideas. Uh, Black Eyed P of Colorado, locally owned and operated by my friend Steve and Michelle. We're going to start biker breakfast here when, as soon as the weather breaks. All of us went down. The Sturgis group went down there and, and had breakfast, and it was the best. The P, I mean, they have... Prime rib and grilled salmon and steak and shrimp combos and entrees with soup and salads and cups of uh, cherry or peach cobbler with ice cream and plan to spend everything, lunches or dinners, takeout. You got an app. Download the Black Eyed Pea app 
and go to the website and select pickup, and you can place your order without having to call in. There's everything about this restaurant or series of restaurants I know that will let you, again, they do the cooking and you keep it here and keep it in Colorado. Go in and see them or you can take the food, obviously, out and take it home. But the Black Eyed Pea, Castle Rock's the pea we ride to because Castle Rock's the one that has breakfast. Locally owned and operated, Steve and Michelle are good people. I love the Black Eyed Peas. So do that. 303 696 1971. The post question on the other side and, and open lines, and the calls have been absolutely great. Can there be an end uh, to this Israeli Hamas war? And I was reading a Netanyahu who says, until we, you know, till we totally eliminate Hamas and then we, um, and then we occupy. And I'm thinking, history doesn't teach that as a good lesson. Uh, occupations don't seem to work unless it's someplace like Germany or Japan where it was totally uh, not, you know, that that was over. This one ain't over. So, uh, can we pull out of here now? Can we take a turn? Okay, we'll come back with our guest. I think you're going to be uh, surprised. 710 KNUS, Denver's Talk Station. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 